0: blog talk radio
1: hello 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 once again this is valerie molyneux president and ceo of vit friends and one of the co-hosts of this podcast it's Bitfriends podcast show and we are delighted to be coming to you weekly now with our one-hour show we have graduated from a 30-minute show to a one-hour show. And so we're going to, um, like someone said, we should ask for your support. It, it cost us money to go to a one-hour, but it's beneficial, and we've had many inquiries about expanding. So here we started January with a one-hour show. We hope that you'll write to us and let us know if it's been uh, if it's a successful um, shows, if we're doing this right. Write to us at Bitcoin. Friends dot, I'm sorry, support at bitfriends.org and let us know how we're doing. My co-host has checked and this um, a, a podcast is um, has global reach. And so we're keeping track of that and we're very, very pleased. Today I'm joining you live from Boston, Massachusetts, where we are cold, 30 degrees today, but the, the skies are clear, and so again, we express Happy New Year to you wherever you are in the world. We're going to have a wonderful one hour today um, with my very special guest. Uh, her name is Dr. Camille West, and as I was looking through my notes, it, it appears to me that we met sometime in 2006. So without any further ado, without hesitation, and if I'm made an error like I did last week with um, Anthony, he he found out and proved that we have been partners in this journey for longer than that. So please help me wherever you are in the world. Welcome my guest, Dr. Camille West. Hello, Dr. Camille. Hi, Valerie. How are you doing? I'm very good. I am so happy to have you. How are you doing? What's going on with you? I'm
0: great. I'm so happy to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I think what you're doing is fantastic. It's really, really important to hear about people's individual stories with this journey. So I think that's great. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for coming on, and we get an opportunity to hear your story. Tell us a little bit, if you will. Who is Camille? Where were you from? and um how long have you had Vitiligo? I'm just throwing three of my questions to you all at once. Sure. Take it away. Who's Camille? Sure.
0: No, so who's Camille so i you asked where I'm from. I am Valerie, you know this by now, and those of you who are listening can tell probably from my accent and I'm a Caribbean um mm-hmm. person. I was born in Trinidad um uh, in well, never mind the year. I was born in Trinidad. And when I was little, um, our family moved to Jamaica. My father is a Trinidadian, my mother is Jamaican, so we we moved to Jamaica when I was small. So I grew up in Jamaica, and I think, for all intents and purposes, accent wise, culturally, and so on, and I'm I'm Jamaican. So that's why I told you that that's where I'm from.
1: Jamaica um, is home, okay? I,
0: Jamaica, Jamaica is home. Jamaica is home. I love Trinidad, and I'm I am i am i definitely I definitely yeah. have Trinidadian heritage, but Jamaica is where I is where I grew up. Yeah. And um, I came to the United States in my twenties. I was about 26 or 27 when I came in 2009, and I came for postgraduate medical training. So before I get there, that's just kind of where I'm from. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is Camille? Uh, I mean, that's who knows. That's probably a very long answer, but
1: um,
0: <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, I, I can tell you when I started, when I first noticed that I had vitiligo, because I think that's been a a very formative mm-hmm. part of my life, of course, and I can tell you other things. So when I last remember not having any spots, when I was 11. Wow. Um, that's the last time I remember not having any any spots. So I would say about then. And in those days, I had uh, my, you know, my lips had spots and my hands um, and one knee. I think it was my, my, uh, my right knee. Had, and mm-hmm. that was pretty much it for in the beginning. And mm-hmm. that interestingly enough, at the time, people weren't sure what it was, you know, and they're like, what are these white spots? And I went to a couple of doctors, and people did different tests and things. And at one point, people thought, well, maybe I was anemic, and I took iron medication and other things. But eventually, it became clear that what I had was vitiligo. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't have
0: anybody in my family who has vitiligo, uh, and it was Mm -hmm. the first I had heard of it in those days. Wow. Now, of course, we know a lot of people. I didn't know about it before. Um, mm-hmm. that time so yeah so and over the past where does that take us now 20, 20 a lot years because now I'm 38 mm-hmm. yeah you know it's um, uh, it's it played a major role in one way or another in my life you know mm-hmm. um, I think apart from that who am I um, I am a person who I mean now I'm a doctor so I guess some people might think I am a science oriented person I and mean, in some ways I am I like mm-hmm. to think of myself at least as a person who likes art and artistic things, particularly music. music. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and otherwise, I think an introvert—that's a good way. I think that's a good way. An <laughs> introvert. I like, you know, well, I like to read things and stay by myself most of the time. Yeah.
1: Let's go back a little bit. So here you are, a twelve-year-old with vitiligo. Yes. Did your parents take you to the doctor? Of course, you knew no one or saw anyone with it. Did the doctor prescribe anything? My parents
0: took me, yes, their parents took me to the doctor. My parents are both doctors, but um, skin diseases are not their fields. My mom is a hematologist, um, so she deals with blood diseases and cancer. My father's a radiologist, so he does, mm-hmm. you know, things like CT scans and x-rays and so on. And I, I do remember going I remember at least one person vividly and there may have been others. but we know we went to doctors and things. Um, uh, and I remember taking something else at first and then eventually once it was settled that what I had was it to I took all kinds of things. Well, you know, Valerie, there's all kinds of things. There was a, there was a steroid thing at one point There was a thing yes. that you're supposed to rub on something. Then, you know, a, a very colorful story of my mom and I went to Cuba in wow. 1998, maybe. That was a whole mm-hmm. trip. You know, there was a whole thing because they had the Melahinina. Do you know about this? this uh, I think some people have taken it. I don't know if you've ever taken it. It's a topical thing and you're supposed to rub it and sit under an infrared lamp and yes. the whole thing. So we yes. tried different things. We did try different things. Um, particularly when I was a teenager, I tried different, different things in terms of treatments. Yeah.
1: Well, so... Obviously, none of those treatments work. Well, no. And how did you go through your teenage years, um, you know, young adulthood with this disease?
0: That um, that was that there were there wasn't easy, um, and you you go through I think stages with mm-hmm. Liger, right? So at first. You know, I'm, when I'm young, I don't know, right? What do I have? I don't really have another life to compare it. I've never been a teenager without like, So I don't, you know, I don't have another life to compare. But right. I think when I was, when it was first there, I kind of just, well, okay, I have some spots. All right, that's just my life. And I moved on. And as a matter of fact, my, um, the only nickname I've ever had in my life is Mealybug. And the reason I have that nickname is because in, in Jamaica where I'm from, there is a bug it's called the Pink Mealybug. And my lips were pink, and my name is Camille, and so it was the pink Camille bug, and then just mealy bug, and then some people Mealy or Mealy One or something, and that's the only nickname I've ever had. But I like it, and it's it's fine. Um, it wasn't wow. you know, it wasn't said to be troublesome or anything. It's just you know that's there's that, and no. um. Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna say something.
1: Now in this era bullying yes. is a problem. We're experiencing yes. and hearing lots of bullying bullying. You're twelve you're eleven, you're twelve. What was it? was bullying a problem back then?
0: I wouldn't say when I was eleven or twelve. I think it was worse when I was a little older than that. Eleven mm. or twelve, I think, you know, I was just in school and I had my school friends and my school friends were you know, you make a little fun of each other here and there but nothing dramatic, right? Okay. Um, You know, but when I was in, when I was either just about, I guess, in universities, I went to university at 17, uh, Mm -hmm. right, out of high school. Our system is a little different than yours, but I went to our university in the year 2000. I was 17 and turned 18 later that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Mm -hmm. that year, I think around that time, it was tough. One, because by that time, the vitiligo had spread. So apart from just having, you know, a little thing on your lip and a little thing on your hands. And in, mm-hmm. when I was up to the age of fourteen or so, I was using derma blend over the lip and the hands. Mm. And eventually, I stopped doing that. We could talk about the derma blend later. But yes. you know, when I went to when I went to university, if you looked at me, Valerie, you wouldn't. I mean, that's really the point in time which I changed. You know, entry. Wow. I was all yeah. brown with my pink lip, and that's about it. You know. And then by wow. the time I was two years into university, I was mostly white. And now I'm at over ninety five percent.
1: That was up. that was my next question: How you know how yes. how much what percentage? So you're ninety five percent. Wow. I and think you so did
0: conservatively,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now and you did say you there's no family history. Your your both parents you said are doctors, and they have not traced anything. Anyone in your family with vitiligo, am I correct?
0: Not to my knowledge. As far as I know, there isn't anybody in my family who has, who's had vitiligo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: you migrated to the U.S. to go to school. How was that first year um, in school with vitiligo in the U.S.?
0: So by then, you know, Right, so that by that's like seven years later, right? So for me, I went to I went to medical school, right? Seventeen, eighteen, finished that in two thousand and five, and then I did internship and worked a little bit, um, or did some postgraduate work in in Jamaica. But so by the time I've, I've gone to the US is two thousand nine, by that time I'm very comfortable now in my own skin. The tough awesome. part was in those university years. That was a really really tough period. Um, but mm-hmm. by the time I came to America, I mean, you know, I was very, very settled in my, in my I, you know, identity or with my appearance. Awesome. This is just what I have looked like for all of my life. You know, coming to America wow. wasn't, wasn't challenging in terms of it. <laughs> and also Americans are much less direct in terms yeah. of things that they observe. Like Jamaican <laughs> culture, they don't care. They will shout across the street. People have done this <laughs> shout across the street. What is what wrong they with saying? you? Why you look? Uh, they say terrible things. I would, It's not nice. I, I remember oh, wow. once I had a, I had like a boyfriend, you know, when mm-hmm. I was in early days of university and a guy mm-hmm. shouted across the street, you are brave. I would never walk with a girl who looked like wow. that. Said, and they will say this to your face, the people beside you, all kinds of things, very direct people. And they have no sense of like, oh, it's my your feelings, you know, um, and that, this... that used to happen a lot in those days.
1: This is part yes. of what we want this is exactly part of what we want people to hear for those of you out there with without vitiligo the journey is not easy doesn't matter if you're in singapore doesn't matter if you're in jamaica for people to be shouting at you for people to say those kinds of things you're already dealing with your vitiligo now on top of that you you ha this throws you into depression how, how how was your emotional um state at this point
0: um you know it's uh what uh, emotional state i think I think I told myself that mm-hmm. I just didn't need people you know and I, ah. I you know exactly right so you you do one of two things right some people go, oh and you really want. Um, approve of from other people. I just decided, well, I don't need these people, and yeah. I think, you know, that maybe it wasn't the healthiest um, way because to you do need people, but you hadn't have to, have to go through it. And I, yes. I think i Kind of went through it that way because I did have to learn to be okay with myself, whether other people were okay with me or not, and it was part of the reason I stopped wearing any other makeup. I, I, I wasn't wearing makeup. When I had a lot of vitiligo. When I was wearing makeup yes. was when I only had a, a few spots, so it was relatively easy to cover. Um, and I used to hear about people who had a lot of vitiligo, like over over 50% mm-hmm. spending their whole mornings putting on makeup and all oh, that kind yes. of thing. And I said, I, I, was I, there. I don't want to. I know. We, talk, yeah. we talked about it. You know, yes. But well, let me I ask you a question.
1: Yeah. Yes. You talked about the boy being, the boyfriend being yelled out across the street. There's many people that's experiencing, um, mm-hmm. you know, once they're diagnosed, their boyfriend's leaving them, their husband's leaving them, ending marriages. Did the boyfriend run away?
0: He didn't. Did he believe, leave? I have, let me tell you something. I will say this in defense of any boyfriend or any person who's ever been interested in me, to be fair to them. I've never had an, an actual boyfriend
1: leave okay.
0: because of vitiligo. There, a was one like guy, there was one guy who was um, who I was interested in. Again, this is early, early university, days, right? so I'm like 18 maybe, okay? I met this guy at somebody's birthday party. I was very interested in the guy. He seemed very interested in me, but I made a mistake, and this hmm. salary is why I never wore makeup again. I made a mistake. I went to this party. I put on lipstick, right, so it's Uh called my lip thing. I put on nothing on my hands. So as far as he can tell, I have nothing, right? Uh So I meet this guy. The guy seems very interested in me. I'm very interested in him. I was so excited. I'm excited I'm going to have a boyfriend, something like that. So cool. This guy, I saw him again in plain day because he was at the university as well or something like that, and I just met him on campus. But, you know, with my hands uncovered, my lip uncovered, I'm all excited. And, Hi, how are you doing? You know, I'm really excited. You know, la-da-da. And his face just fell. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this guy who has been on the phone, and, you know, I guess people don't do this so much anymore, but in those days, I met him at the party, and then we're just on the phone, right, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't seen me for a while. And then I guess I got a little spot here, So he saw me. And then all of a sudden started to make up excuses for why he's busy, he has a girlfriend, something else. All of these things emerged out of nowhere. That's the only person who's ever done that. And I thought to myself, you know, just tell me, oh, I'm not interested because of this appearance. Just say that. Don't disrespect my, you know, um, intelligence. I really didn't like that. But thankfully, nobody. And I think because after that, I just, I don't wear makeup. I don't wear cover. You see yeah. what I look like, and you can decide yeah. whether you're cool with that or not. And that was the yeah. way I made that decision. Nobody's awesome. ever gonna, oh my gosh. And to, so, so I've never had that happen again because everybody I've ever been with, I think, has said, Oh, you know, yeah. I know what you look like, and you either, you know, accept it or, or move on. Yes.
1: Well, that's, that's beautiful. Let, let me just remind you if you're out there, Welcome to VitFriends Blog Talk Radio. It's my delight, my honor, my privilege this morning to be talking to Dr. Camille West. um, And we're just going through her journey with Vitilico. So back to you, Dr. Camille. Tell me where you are today, what you're doing today, where you're working, what you're doing.
0: Uh I um I live in Bethesda, Maryland. That's just outside of Washington DC. Mm-hmm. Um I I work at the National Institutes of Health. I work in the Clinical Center which is a a research hospital, right? It's mm-hmm. a it's a it is a hospital but it's dedicated to like um clinical trials and research treatment. Mm-hmm. Um I have to say at this point Valerie as I told you I have to say the canned statement that the views expressed there are my own and don't reflect those yes of the National Institutes of Health, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the United States Federal Government. So now that we've said that, you know, yeah, Amen. I, I, I work there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations on how long have you been there?
0: I came to NIH in 2013 to do mm-hmm. some specialty training in transfusion medicine, and I've been there ever since. And yeah, now I'm wonderful. the chief of the blood services section.
1: That's where I was going. Let's say that again. You're the chief <laughs> yes. of what? So proud I'm of you. Say it again.
0: Of the I'm the chief of the blood services section in the Department of Transfusion Medicine.
1: That is wonderful. Congratulations, and let me tell you, I stumbled yep. upon a news article that let me be honest and upfront to say that I did not read the entire article, but I believe it was it came out April and talked about blood plasma. Tell us a little about that article, how that came about, and does this in any way pertain, have any um, uh, connection to COVID, which I want to ask you about that as well. Tell us.
0: It does. So in, you know, April 2020 sounds like a long time ago, right? It feels like a long
1: time ago (laughs) to me.
0: So many things, so many things have happened, but yeah, in the in the early part of 2020 we were all watching right what's going on with this strange new virus that was first identified in Wuhan right and at first, you know the um, in terms of what NIH is doing about it, you know we're monitoring it, that kind of thing. and when it became apparent that it was it was called a pandemic officially right by, by the who in in, in march March eleventh last year, and at that time we realized we had to we had to get into action to do something, do what we can. Uh, So COVID-19 is caused by a virus, and um, in your natural immune system, there are a couple ways that your immune system responds to viral infections, right? One Mm -hmm. of them is to make antibodies. People, you hear about antibodies all Mm -hmm. the time, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Antibodies
0: are a kind of a protein that your body makes that can, like, attach. It will recognize something from a virus and say, oh, that's not ours. That doesn't belong here. Let's get this out of here. And it will Mm -hmm. attach to the virus and either, you know, have some other cell, destroy it, or it can take it to somewhere else to be cleared from your body. That's part of your immune response to Mm -hmm. um, a virus. Now, antibodies, these proteins we just talked about, they are, they float around in plasma. What's Plasma. It's just the liquid parts of your blood. So if you were to take blood out of your arm, just, you know, stick a needle, take some blood, and spin it down, you would see that some of the blood is it's red. I mean, those are mm-hmm. red cells, red blood cells that carry oxygen and give you, you know, energy and so on. And then there are mm-hmm. other cells, like white cells and platelets. And then the liquid part that the blood, is, the blood cells are actually floating in, that liquid part plasma. is called plasma, and it's actually mm-hmm. yellow. So um, that's why we call our plasma donors liquid gold donors because that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like liquid gold. So in that plasma, if you've had a COVID-19, if you, had the, you were ill with the virus, then many of those people, most of them will form antibodies to the virus. And so the, you know, the approach has been used for the past basically 100 years, for different infections, right? We did. So we call that type of plasma convalescent plasma. Convalescent yeah. means you've recovered from something, right? So mm-hmm. in the in after the you know influenza 1918 pandemic, people tried that approach. They have tried it with different viruses. It seems to work better and worse with different depending on what the virus is. Yeah. But at that time, since I am in in blood services, what we do is we collect. Um, blood and blood components from people, usually healthy mm-hmm. people, to give to people who are not well to treat or to support them in their diseases. So it seems mm-hmm. to me, when you know this was all happening, I said we need to start a protocol, a, a study, to collect convalescent plasma against COVID-19. Because in April 2020, there was definitely no therapy, definitely no vaccine, and we knew mm-hmm. it would be some time before those things were there. So we had to have some mechanism to treat people in the interim, if you have COVID-19, it's very severe, you need something mm-hmm. that we can, we can give you as an option. Now, it was, it's not an FDA-approved therapy. It was considered mm-hmm. an investigational therapy, um, like many things are in COVID-19, right? It's investigational, but in a time of, you know, a global crisis, it was something we could do. And so, we had this protocol to, to collect that, to study it, and to see what, if it could help anybody at all. So that's what does that make sense are you following what I'm talking that, about That that, that totally means.
1: makes sense Now for the people okay. though whose autoimmune yes. systems are weakened yes. or not functioning properly mm-hmm. how does this play into it is there um plasma damage explain that to me because I, they're saying folks with like myself with underlying (laughs) issues, autoimmune um, thing, my vitiligo, whatever, um, we have to be careful because there's a Mm -hmm. weakening somewhere. Explain.
0: So I'll say this. The immune system is extremely complex. It's extremely complex. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you'll hear people say your immune system is down or up, unusual or something, you know, abnormal. And I just Mm -hmm. want to point out that, you know, not every – immune um, abnormality is the same, you know, even Mm -hmm. if you say your immune system is down or depressed or doesn't work, some parts may not work and other parts work very well or work too much or something else. So it's very complex. So so that's one statement. And the other one is um, if you're talking about, let's say, donating plasma or receiving Mm -hmm. plasma, I'm not sure which one you were thinking about, but um, if you... Having an autoimmune disease, so that's, that's mm. not really so much that your body, your immune system works a lot or doesn't work enough. It's misdirected. So that's, it's not really about the strength as much as it is about what it's trying to attack. So like me and you, Valerie, um, mm-hmm. people believe that you know, vitiligo is autoimmune. So our immune system thinks that the pigment cells in our skin is a problem, and it goes, oh, my gosh,
1: and it's so to it get rid
0: of all of them, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> so when we, we get sick sometimes or if we get stressed, times if we get vaccines, frankly, like I think I've met people who see that they get a rash of vitiligo if they get vaccinated. Your immune system, which is misdirected, can go and say, oh, we'll get rid of those color cells. That's a very much wow.
2: different
0: angle than just your response to a virus. So those two things may not be related at all. Yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. Just yeah. Your ability to respond to a virus may not at all be affected by whether or not your body sees your melanocytes, your pigment yeah. cells, and goes, oh, what's that? You know, It's not really yes. a related thing. So it's, 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 it's well, a little more complex than
1: that. <laughs> yeah. From Not even so much from a medical standpoint or NIH. Yes. We, we know what you mm-hmm. just said there. But from a human perspective and the career path that you're in, what's yes. the future? What do you see going on, happening? What's our future like with this COVID-19?
0: huh. I think, and nobody's going to like this. I think our future with COVID-19 is going to be longer than we would like it to be. Say that uh, again, please. I think our 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 struggle with COVID-19. Um, I I don't know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. But I suspect it will be longer than people are are hoping. I think some people kind of think that. Oh, we have a vaccine now, so it's okay. COVID.
1: Right. We
0: don't, I I I think that's overly optimistic. I stand to be corrected, but I, I think that's overly optimistic because, you know, we, there are still so many things that remain to be seen, you know, mm-hmm. whether the vaccines are protective, whether they stay protective for a long time. We know you make an mm-hmm. immune response to the vaccine. We've, we've seen that. And I, I have seen that in the lab as well at NIH yeah. because we, you know, had vaccinated people. We know that they make antibodies. We don't know yet how long they last just because time hasn't passed. We don't have, you know, nothing has passed. There, there are people exactly. talk about there's no long-term exactly. policy. It's impossible. The virus came out like last year. So, we, yeah. you know, we don't know. And viruses change. They change all the time. Yeah. You get new strains. You know, we'll see. I, I, I think that it's going to be, it's not going to be straightforward. I think mm-hmm. we'll have to recalibrate our steps. Like we'll have to do something, watch it, try to plan as carefully as we can. It is very, very tough. It's very, very tough today with all the uncertainties, you know, both <laughs> just like the biological uncertainties of what is going to happen with this thing, as well as all yeah. the other uncertainties in the world, which are out of my,
1: out of my favorite.
0: I'm huh. not even going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many yeah. other uncertainties. Yeah. So I think it's it's going to be a tough time to, yes. to, for the next probably at least year, maybe two. You know, Wow. We'll see. We'll
1: see. Wow. Wow. We'll Well, I I promised I'd open up the lines at 12 o'clock. So let me go back to where we started with this conversation about your work there with the blood. From your work before any um, vaccine came out or anything, what was the outcome of the work that you guys started doing? Um, I have to be a
0: little bit careful with talking about that, but I I think I can say a kind of a blanket statement.
1: Yes. Um, please.
0: Yeah. A blanket statement that I'm allowed to say would be it, um, you mean in terms of the convalescent plasma? Yes. Some people yes. appear to benefit from convalescent plasma. But there are, you know, their studies, the reports that are coming out of the studies are, you know, some say yay, some say nay. But the general consensus right now is that while it's still not a proven therapy, if mm-hmm. you don't have another option for your patient, and it's such a deadly disease. If like you have a very severely ill patient. And it's, it's people are using it. People use this convalescent
1: plasma throughout the United States. This is it's happening. So I'm not what I'm. What I want to be sure yes. that I'm not yes. hearing for my personal yes. use. Sure. Yes. You're yes. not saying disregard taking the 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 injection and Absolutely take the no. plasma. Not okay. At all.
0: Not at all. Those two things okay. are to- trying to do differently. Totally different. One is trying okay. to treat. One is trying to prevent. You can't okay. treat it with a vaccine. Can't do that. The, the vaccines are trying to prevent you from ever getting that sick. And okay. now there are very fancy therapies like these monoclonal antibodies. You may have heard about those, which are also, they're not FDA approved yet, but they have emergency use authorization. So, like, every, mm-hmm. all these things are all under emergency right. use authorization right. because it's all so, you know, fast. But there are therapies that you can give people which are which mm-hmm. are kind of the same idea as a plasma, except it's um, like a monoclonal antibody means one specific type of antibody that they can yeah. make in the lab. So, it's not donated <laughs> by a person. It's made in the lab and given to you to treat the infection. Wow. So, those are in use, and those are very yes. promising, you know... Um, the all these different things are trying to attack different parts of it, you know, so you try to prevent yeah. with vaccines, you hope that you try to treat early disease, you know, with monoclonals, if you can, and if you can't, or even nothing else has worked, you know, there's other medications that everybody's still trying and people are still looking um, different drugs, you've heard about some of them. Does this drug work? Does that drug work? And it, a lot yeah. of it is because, you know, it's still, when it gets severe, it's pretty severe, and it, it's tough to see what actually works. Everybody's still trying mm. everything. So the vaccines... Are trying to prevent all the treatments are trying to treat, and convalescent plasma, as I said, is absolutely not a proven therapy, but it's something that's available. And to be honest with you, is just it's people are using. It. People use it because some people appear to respond to it, and if you're in a tight place and you need something to treat your patient, you know, it's um it's very safe to do, and yeah. and it may help. So it's so this is the vaccines are not trying to do the same thing.
1: Wow. The vaccines are trying to prevent. Yes. Yes. Now, in the meantime, and like you said, we don't know for six months, nine months, a year or two. But in the meantime, we're encouraged to wash our hands, wear the mask. Um, There was... There was one conversation about the N nineteen. The difference in the mask. I know my family made our mask, but what's the difference in the mask?
0: Uh, there, you know, there are uh, different grades of mask based on how how large a particle, I guess, is one way to put it, can get through a mask. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, for the general public, I would not wear. I think you're thinking about the N95 mask. I know there was a yes. mask on N95 yes. mask earlier yes. um, in the pandemic, and I, you know, right now, nobody's saying everybody has to wear an N95. Right? In hospitals, not everybody wears an N95. Mask. Okay. The reality okay. is, you don't you don't need to do that. You know, if you're okay. if you're at if you're actually exposed to a person who's COVID 19 positive and you're in the ICU with that person, you know putting something into their lungs, I mean, that's a different situation as opposed to going to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Right. If you're going to the grocery store, you don't need an N95.
1: Okay. You know,
0: for your normal living.
1: Well, I promise I'll open up the line so that if you'd like to call to ask um, Dr. Camille West, our special guest today, any questions or just to greet us, we'd love, love, love to hear from you. And our number in studio is 516-666. Nine, nine, seven, three. Again, it's 516 666 six, 9973. Um, at this intermission section, I just want to remind you um, that for January 2021, uh, Bit Friends podcast is proud to announce that as of today, we're officially on Spotify. You can search Spotify and find us. And like we're saying, we're doing a lot of things to expand and to grow our support community. Um, uh, Expand nationally is where we're based, but there's inquiries outside of the U.S. So we want to strengthen home base first. Um, so support us if you can with any form of donation. we will greatly, greatly appreciate that. Continue to listen to us. Let me tell you the next two shows that's coming up. My co-host, Mark Braxton, a co-leader of North Carolina, will have a show tomorrow at when he'll feature Mariela Cruz, uh, one of our members um, uh, from uh, Born and Raised in Puerto Rico, she will be on to greet you in Spanish and English. Let me pause on my announcement. We have a call coming in. Hello, hello, hello. Who's online, hello? please? Yes, I'm calling from I'm calling from Kingston, Jamaica. My hello. name is Dr. Doreen West, Woo. and I'm the mother of Camille West. Ooh. And
2: I'm
1: calling to say how happy I am to hear her. How proud I am of her. She's just the bravest and brightest person in the universe, in my opinion. Mommy, mommy, you gave me chills up yes. my arms. Mommy, you gave me yes. chills. <laughs> mommy, you love Camille, <laughs> right? Mommy. Yeah, she's my daughter. We love, she's my first we, child. And I... We love Camille more than you. No, just teasing. God <laughs> bless you. Thank you for calling <laughs> us. I've yes, loved her since 2006. Okay, well, I've loved her since 1982. (laughs) God bless you. She said you're a doctor. Good to hear you. Yes, yes, and I'm very proud of her. She's just the bravest person I know and the brightest, and I just love her. So I'm very happy to be hearing her You've done a fantastic job. And her, you? her, her dad is listening along with me. Yay. Dr. Wayne
0: West, and he says ditto. Hi, Dad. He says ditto to those comments. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Thanks, guys. I appreciate <laughs> you well, you you dad, it. Thank you very dad much, Great Show. i it. Tell Dad,
1: tell Dad, just cannot be my only show with her because she's loaded with information. <laughs> so we'll have her on again. Thank I agree. you guys for calling. We have lots of calls coming in. Okay, God bless thank you. you. I and she's bye, a great bye, role model. Bye, she's a great role model and a great encouragement. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye, come.
0: bye mom. Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's beautiful.
1: Uh, hello, we have another caller. Welcome. Who are you? Hello,
2: Valerie. Can you hear yes?
1: me? Yes, I can hear you oh, clearly. Hi,
2: hi, Valerie. It's Rochelle from Virginia. The Virginia. Support hi, Rochelle. Group.
1: Welcome. Hi, Valerie. Welcome.
2: And- well, it is. I have really enjoyed listening to you, um, Dr. West. This I was listening to your story about you um, with your vitiligo as a teenager. Mine didn't start till I was 25, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't mm-hmm. understand that. So I, I like to hear the stories of people went through that because I didn't go through that. But I, my question right. to you was: um, Is your skin? I know you're 90. You said you're about 95% depigmented now. But mm-hmm. what um, was your skin? Dark skin or were you lighter skinned? i I don't know I would call
0: myself an average color black person i don't I don't know if that's uh, well, like I, your you mom, know, I think
1: uh, I saw your mom's complexion, yeah, so I actually, think you yeah, were think so a, you a little more on the dark side yeah 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 but, okay think, yeah yeah yeah,
2: okay,'cause um, i've but, never yeah. seen I've never seen yeah. a picture so i I don't know, but okay, I know that, okay. um yeah when speaking with people yeah. okay. When when speaking with people that have little vitiligo, when their skin is very dark, and then they have those light spots on it, um, like like your husband Valerie, it, it it just really just stands out really yeah. hard. Yes,
1: yes, and, yes. And
2: compared to people that are lighter skin or brown skin, it's not you can still see it, but it's just. I mean, I I was thinking that that has got to be uh, really hard, real extra oh, hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. If I, that's I the question,
0: yes. Yeah. That definitely, I was not so light skinned at all that you couldn't tell. No, you know, I right, right. look patchy. You look patchy. I'm gonna see if I can find a patchy picture. to same. Yeah, you to we'll post there, a
1: picture. We'll post a picture. And yeah. listen, okay. um, um, Rochelle, thank you for calling in. Um, Camille, yeah. she um, Rochelle is our leader out of Virginia, and we have other callers. Um, the caller we just had, mm-hmm. as you've heard, is from Jamaica. So thank you, Rochelle. Let yeah. me go to the next call. Okay. God bless you thank you hello welcome hello who's calling please hello hello yes
2: oh hi sorry uh this is matthew calendar uh i'm camille's cousin calling from london i figured if my aunt (laughs) if my aunt was on i must put in a good (laughs) show for the family
0: uh just
2: wanted, wanted to say thank you so much for the additional information it's been a great listen and uh all the best
1: well, thank you for calling Thanks, us Matthew. all the way from across the sea. Welcome, <laughs> and <was> Cousin Matthew. <laughs> cousin Matthew, we love you. Any cousin or any family member of Camille is a, is a family for us. And so continue to support our shows, continue to support our group. We thank you for calling in and greeting us today.
2: Definitely, Definitely will bless. do. I'll add, it, I'll add the program on Spotify, just like you said. Thank you.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Thanks again for calling us. Cheers. Bye. Bye now. No. <laughs> this is awesome. This is so wonderful. Camille, you are loved, yes. I can tell. You are loved.
0: Yeah, thank you. I, yes, I love them too. They're all very sweet. Yes. Oh, I oh to have Valerie. mom
1: and dad, that's beautiful.
0: I know. It's, they're all very sweet. They're all very sweet.
1: <laughs> Did I sent you sent me some pictures?
0: pictures? I sent you one from not even long ago, one from my sister's wedding in 2015. So okay. for you to see what is my color, because you can see the color okay. on the side of my face. And so yeah, it's in
1: awesome. your um, Facebook messenger. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Well, let's go back in until some more people call. This is awesome. Again, that's the benefit of expanding our shows to one hour, because we can't do no 30-minute conversation with Dr. West, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Can you tell? <laughs> we need much more than that. We need a whole hour and more. Support us, if you will. Write to us at support uh, at bitfriends.org. Make a donation. You can find us on PayPal. Um, $20, $30 will help this show go a long way. We have another call coming in for Dr. West. Hello, and who's calling us, please? Hi, uh, my name is Amanda. I'm Camille's
0: best friend. I live in New York. (laughs) I'm like, I have to get all the action. Um, From one end to the other. I'm telling you. uh, But I do have an actual question. I think, like, I mean, you're very confident
1: as a human, and I know that was a journey. Um, But Hmm. for those that are, like, not as confident um, or didn't have the same experiences, um, what sort of advice would you give them? Because um, I know, being your friend, I've, I've watched it. But
2: for those that don't have such a strong emotional support group, like what can you say to them?
0: Uh, I think that's a very good question. And I guess what I what I will say is that you aren't static. You know, I did not always have as much confidence as mm. I appear to now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even something that looks like confidence may not actually be confident. It may be mm-hmm. a wall that you build up mm-hmm. to protect yourself from rejection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling that you aren't confident, don't decide that you're not a confident person. That's just mm-hmm. how you feel right now. And that Definitely makes right. sense you have your reasons. But that's not mm-hmm. the end of it for you. That's what I would say to that. Because where I am today is not where I was when I was 20. You know, that's when I was right. 20, maybe I didn't walk around saying I was depressed but i was i I was you know on the lookout for um you know unkind comments rejection whatever and i I had built up my own personal protection from those things, but it didn't that's not where I stayed eventually yeah. I learned at some point, and I think the medications and valerie you know i i'm not great, i hope, I'm not saying to anybody who's you know, on medications or mm-hmm. You're looking for medications or using Dermablend, if you want to do that, I mean, make up yourself. But Go for, it. for me, you know, what was important to me, the point at which I realized, you know what, putting these things on and doing this stuff just makes mm-hmm. me feel worse, like something yeah. is wrong with me. This is yeah. what I happen to look like. Well, all right then, we'll just do that. Yeah. I think the days that I said, you know what, no more of this, no makeup, no creams, no pills. No D-Pig, that was the thing I, I got to the point, right? Mm. So once I got to the point where it was like it doesn't even make sense to try to yeah. pigment anymore, just get the D-Pig and go. And I wrestled with it and something and something, and I finally got somebody to write me a prescription for the thing and maybe put it on once. And I just got wow. it. So it's just wow. why, you know? I feel worse putting this thing on, waiting for myself to change. You just don't yeah. look like that. Okay. All right. That's a great That's great, good good answer. Me, you know, yeah, people They'll who love, love you, you anyway.
1: love you anyway. Anyway, yeah. I,
0: have, yeah. I have no shortage of people who love me anyway. Mm. No. I, I've yeah. never felt a shortage of people who love me anyway. So that's, I guess that's my answer. It doesn't have to stay. And they love
1: you from New York, and they love you from London, and they love you from Jamaica. Well, thank you for calling us. Continue to listen.
2: No problem. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a great question, Panda. That's good.
1: (laughs) And to back up that question, I would want to say, too, um, for people out there, if you're newly diagnosed with vitiligo and you feel alone, the best thing to do is Google. Google is now available and search for. That's what I did back when I yes. was diagnosed in 2002. And find right. people of like mind. Find people that can understand True. what you're going through and connect yourself yes. with them. Well, that was great. We're having was. some callers coming in. So if you'd like to call again, um, call in to greet a um, our, our guest today. We're at five one six. Six 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 nine nine seven three. Let me go um, back to another question I have for you, um, Dr. West. Um, when you were diagnosed and going through, yes. did you ever connect yourself with any support system other than your family and friends, a support yes. group? Did you ever? Yes.
0: Um, so, you know, and I'm trying to, now it's a little bit fuzzy now to try to remember what came first. But yeah, I do remember before before Google was everywhere, that's true, somehow <laughs> I found, you know, um, is it, I think it might have been, BitFriends might have been the first thing. You know, there are a couple of these, like Fora and so on. Yes. You can go to a forum online and you can chat with people. And that yes. was therapeutic, I won't lie. Yes. You know, a lot of people who are my Facebook friends today are people who I met either on, that. on you know, Bit forum or at yes. that great, no, no, Valerie, no, I'm trying to remember. Were you at that conference in 2006? no there's, a, there's like a VIT conference oh I, they okay sorry, wait in they Virginia, in the I was year. in
1: one in Virginia,
0: you were in the one in Virginia there was one several years ago um in in uh California. I went to the one in California when I was still oh. living in Jamaica. I flew from Jamaica wow. to, go to California to go to this conference, but that I have never forgotten, and now that is over that's fifteen years ago, it will be fifteen yeah. years ago in June
1: wow. that's the same but I' have
0: never forgotten it. It was so that's the cool. same it was, people.
1: I just yes, didn't make it, it that year. I made it the yes, year after right, when they yes, came to Virginia.
0: Right, Virginia. And exactly. they,
1: that's what—that's so, where I met you. I met you on their right, Villagio sport. Right. I met you on that. Right. Yes.
0: Right. Wow. So, yeah, you know, it was that was my first. Vit anything. My first yes. like, Villagio event, yes. and they, it was. It was. I wouldn't forget it because it was. It was amazing. We were on this yeah. website. You know, people were planning where you're going to stay and all this kind of thing. And there was a yeah. girl who's still my Facebook friend, Tatiana Sanchez, who yeah. I didn't know her. I hadn't ever met her. But we decided wow. we were going to share a hotel room because nice. we were going to the Vita Lago conference. Came to the Your hotel, family. walked in, saw people, other spotted people. We all saw yes. each other. We're in the hotel. Everybody's <laughs> just, it was just great, you know. And oh, we, my God. We, we took over the pool one year. I think that yeah. was great because it was just just go people in a pool, everybody in their swimsuits, nobody wearing makeup, everybody just themselves, and it was it was awesome. It was just great.
1: And people I, I cannot the, the understand day after that, that, that feeling. They
0: can't, yeah, that you can't understand the feeling of looking around and and everybody, See, and everybody, it was it was so good. It was so good. I think we got really spoiled by a I, I, you know it was
1: it was yeah really
0: therapeutic. And um, I think really cemented my, like, relationship with the different, you know, forums, yeah. Facebook groups, support groups, everything, and um, really amazing people. Like yourself, you know, Valerie is one of the champions of Digital support groups and conferences and meetings and so on. She's one of the names you see everywhere. You know, if there's some Vita event, Valerie's got, you know, she's sending out <laughs> the things. This is coming. Come this year. We've got, training, we've got teachers. We're doing this. We're having speakers. I try. It's really great. You know, it's really, right. really great to have people who are champions of this thing and get people together and everybody's in a different place. And I, I don't think I've ever seen in one of these things somebody who goes, Oh, I can't believe this person's still not self conscious. That never happens. You know? If you're we need if you're each other, paper, you're feeling yeah. People who feel more confident don't go, Oh, you're not confident. They go, I know, I remember. Yeah. i g I'm yeah. still there sometimes or whatever it is. We're all okay together. It was a very Very, very, very therapeutic experience. Absolutely. I I agree. I
1: totally agree. Because, again, I I didn't make that one in California or couldn't afford it, I believe. So when they said Virginia, I went out to Virginia, and that's where I met (laughs) some amazing people that I've been talking to all along. And those people we met together, Pat from New York City, Millicent from Connecticut, Perry from um, Houston, Texas, and I said to them, I have this vision um, because I went in and I asked the, the gentleman uh, Randy, who um, originally founded Randy. the group. I said, "That's right. Yes, I said, right.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I said Can I, I'd love to be to start a group for you on the north on the east coast." He said, "Oh no, if you start a group, you're <laughs> going to take our people. What people am I going to take? I'm not going to take any people." <laughs> and so I said to these these friends that I met, and we had such a wonderful time. I think I'm going to start a group. And they said, really? You're going to what? And I started the group. The same name I used to log in in 2005 when I logged on yes. to California was Bitfriend. B i t f r i e n d. Today, the name of my group is what? Vit Friends. Yes. Imagine sure. that. Sure. And those same sure. people that I met yeah. and spoke to and told them of this vision, they're still with me today and they're still my leaders today. So God is good. Listen, yes, Camille, so good. apart from NIH, apart from your medical um, abilities and skills, what does Camille do for leisure time, fun time? What does Camille do? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> As
0: I said, Valerie, people, people who meet me now have a false impression that I'm some kind of an extrovert. I don't know where to get that impression from. I'm a very Uh-oh. introverted person. What What I like to do? I like to read or listen to audiobooks. I do that a lot. I like mm. I like to take walks on the Capitol Crescent Trail and just be outside and listen to birds and see trees mm-hmm. and stand beside a body I just like things like that. I like just peace and to learn things. I really like learning things. So that's why the books say you know, I'm I'm a little bit addicted to these books but you can learn so much, you know. Um mm-hmm. that's I don't what else do I do? When I was 20-something. I used to dance salsa a lot, but I haven't done that in years, but um, Mm I think I'm still pretty good, so I don't know. I should dust that off at some point. Um, And (laughs) again, when I was younger, I used to play um, the keyboard. Just uh-huh. I wasn't educated or anything, but I used to play. Yeah. I used to play at church and loved that. And yeah. whenever I went back home, I would get together with the guys, you know, who we used to play with and just jam and have a really good time doing that. That's good. That's also That's something good. I haven't done in too long. We used to have a secret yeah. band at NIH, actually, come to think of it.
1: And we would oh. meet on the
0: seventh floor beside the clinic and play, yeah. you know, piano and guitar and so on. Nice. We had a grand time. The patients would come out to the clinic and sing and stuff. It was really cool.
1: That's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. Therapeutic for them too, I'm sure. They're very therapeutic. Oh yeah, for they love it. Yeah, they loved I, it. Uh, let me just um, pause for a second. I was given some announcements before some calls came in, so let me finish. Uh, what you can expect tomorrow from my co-host Mark um, Baxton at 2 p.m. He'll be interviewing Mariela Cruz from Puerto Rico, and also on January 15th at 6 p.m. We will be on Zoom and we'll be on Facebook Live simultaneously at 6 p.m. with what we call a, a um, 2020, a year in review. And Mark wants you to know that what was your, he'll be asking, what was your favorite song, Netflix series, movie, food, clothes, and much more. So join us, mark your calendar for the 15th of January, to be with us live on Facebook, live via Zoom. If you want the link for Zoom, just let us know, and we'll get that to you. And February, I can't give it all away, but February, I think it's going to be our most exciting month, whether you're a lover, whether you're married or not, February is scheduled to be a most exciting month, and you don't want to miss. Again, I'm interviewing live um, Dr. Camille West. She's a Chief of Blood Transfusion fusion with the NIH, and it's a great conversation with a couple of minutes left. If you'd like to greet us, 516-666-9973. Camille, what yes. is 2021? We're on the, the, the first step of the year, first month of the year. What does 2021 hold for you at this point?
0: Uh, for me, given that, I mean, we've learned last year, right, that there's so much we don't know. I think, I think in 2019, we all had plans for 2020 and realized yes. that there's so much out of our control. So, yes. taking that lesson forward, I know there's a lot that's out of my control, but I do mm-hmm. plan to take the things that are in my control and take more ownership of those things and live more deliberately. You know, we only have Mm. so much time here on Earth, and I think that it is easy, actually, to cruise or to just kind of do what you've been doing without thinking about, is this really taking me in the direction of the kind of person I want to be? So my plan for 2021 is in the midst of uncertainty to live in a more deliberate fashion, to look at everything that I do and say, is this really, does this line up with my goals for my life? Mm. Um, which you know it, at work and personally, you know, if uh, my work is, I think I think I like my job and I think it's a fulfilling um, type of of work. But I think mm-hmm. I also like to look at exactly how I'm doing that to see, you know, am I doing what I think is most important to me, or just doing what's kind of expected or what's the default? You know, to be braver yes. with those decisions yeah. and to go for things that are really important, and also mm. in my personal life, also to to, to show the same you know, determination to look specifically at my actual goals. Who do I want to be? What kind of a person do I want to be? And mm. and, and
1: be deliberate about those steps. That is beautiful. That's a quote. I, I, I had to write that down. So if you're <laughs> out there, write it down. If you didn't get it, live for 2021. Say it again. Live deliberately. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Camille. This was awesome. This was a wonderful uh, couple of minutes with you. But listen, if there is somebody out there right now, newly diagnosed with vitiligo, they're struggling, they're depressed, they're down and out in the midst of COVID, and and they're feeling like there's nowhere to go, they don't know what to do, how would you encourage them right now? What would you tell them right now? Please. I think the first thing I would say, the first thing I would say is, It's,
0: it's okay that you feel bad, that's, Mm -hmm. yes, that's, that's to be expected. Nothing's wrong with you for being sad or scared or nervous or worried, you know, that's, you know, the first thing I guess is to empathize with the feeling rather than say cheer up or buck up, you'll do it. Yes, it's okay. It's okay to admit that you, the feelings you're having about it, Um, but understand that they are your feelings, they're feelings about it, they're not, they're not your destiny right? Mm-hmm. Feelings give you information. That's what feelings yes. are, okay. just information about what's going on. And ask yourself as you go along, you know, what, what am I really scared of, right? Because it's not like mm. that's scary, right? What's scary is isolation. What's scary is loneliness. What's scary mm. is rejection. That's what's scary. The social implications are scary. Will I ever be good enough? Will I find somebody? Will I find love? You know, will my, will my family accept me? Will the people who know me Will they will they reject me if I change in this way over time? You know, that's what's really scary. I think for that's most it. people, you know, mm-hmm. you know, not the sunburn, not the other stuff. I think it's mostly how how will society treat me? You know, and yeah. you so you, you ask yourself what you're really afraid of. And reach out. Reach out, as you said, Val. I mean, how, yes. how different is it that we know each other, you know, for years <laughs> across the seas, you know? Anthony yes. was on last week. He was so yes. great. But Anthony is a person I've never heard in my life. But, you know, he's yes. a Facebook friend, you know? Yes. And, you know, this, it's, it's so, it is so helpful to reach out, just even to say to somebody, you know, I'm going through this too. And mm-hmm. e- with no advice, no no you know, even before you get to oh, this medication works or this makeup works, even before you get that, just that empathetic response to say, Yes, I feel you. That would be yes. so helpful. So if you're feeling yes. down, reach out, reach out and you don't have to be you don't have to be chipper, you don't have to be a hero to reach out. You don't have to That's have a success right. story to reach out. Just reach out. Mm. Just reach out and be where you are and process it. Ask yourself questions as you go though. Ask yourself what you're afraid of, what you're feeling. And mm. you'll find that if you are honest with yourself and you keep community, you know, keep community with people who have the idea, keep community with your own personal, your friends, your family, your own personal group, keep your community and and ask yourself questions and progress. And you'll find, you'll find, that things will change for you. You'll find that how yes, you look at yourself will. will change. You won't even yes. know when it happened. You'll just look back one day, and I think everybody has that experience, right? you look back one day <laughs> and realize, you know, this, right? You're laughing. I know you're laughing because you, know, yes. you know there's yes. a day when you said, you know, I always thought that the day oh. my face was affected or the day yes. that X happened or the day that yes. Y happened was going to be the day that crushed me. And I think oh, many yes. people have that, a thing like, oh, as long as this doesn't happen, I'll be okay. But if this happens, I'll be crushed. And one day you will wake up and say, you know what? That already happened. And I yeah. am still here. And I'm okay. And once still standing. You realize that. You know, I'm still standing. <laughs> once you realize that, that is so empowering that you feel that it carries over into the rest of your life. Absolutely. You get braver in your work. You get braver in your social choices. You get braver yeah. in so many ways because you now learn you are a person who can deal with things you didn't think you could do with before. Absolutely. So that would be my advice.
1: So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, live from Maryland, my special guest, Dr. Camille West. And, Camille, we've let a lot of years go by, but we we can't continue doing that. We have to connect more. We (laughs) need another show before the year ends. We have to do another show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. May God bless you and continue to have a fabulous year. We love you. Well,
0: thank you so much, Valerie. Love you you're too. I'm uh, really thankful for what you're doing.
1: <laughs> bless you. Thank you, girl. Bye bye now. Okay, bye. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us today. Uh, Vit Friends uh, would love your support. Uh, we have been doing a 30-minute show, and now we've transferred over to a one-hour show to expand it, to, to be able to talk like we just did with Dr. Camille. Please send your a, a love gift, if you will, to support us via PayPal. We're listed. Or you can support us. Send us um, uh, an email at support at bitfriends.org. Or you can write us at P.O. Box 366. 073 Boston 02136. We love you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and all that you do. Stay safe. Remember, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be safe. God bless you. Bye-bye.